Hello, and welcome to Nyden on Negotiation Podcast. This is Jeanette Nyden, and I am so pleased to to have Kate Fatasic here today with us. Kate Fatasic is the author of many books, and today I'd like to highlight the fact that she is the co-author with myself of The Vested Outsourcing Manual and Getting to We. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 years, celebrating 10 years of the Vested Outsourcing Manual. Welcome, Kate. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, thanks, Jeanette. Glad to be here. So I'm a professor at the University of Tennessee. Uh, I'm in the College of Business, and I study the art, science, and practice of highly collaborative business relationships. And our research was originally funded by the United States Air Force to look at how businesses can work better together to get a better business outcomes. And that led to um, the methodology known as Vested. And our first book came out in 2010, which is Vested Outsourcing, Five Rules That Will Transform Outsourcing. And, and you know, kind of a, you know, a fun story, but that's, you know, we had known each other, but that's kind of over a, over a lunch conversation. It's like, well, how do you put these rules into a contract? And that's uh, kind of an interesting evolution. It is an interesting evolution because I remember seeing the first galleys of the Five Rules book and talking about the ways in which businesses were not only going to be excited about this work, but the questions that they were going to have. Can you tell us a little bit more specifically about how the manual following the original Vested Outsourcing book came about? What what prompted the actual development of the manual? Yeah, it's actually an interesting, fun story. So I was giving a keynote speech in Edinburgh at a IACCM conference, um, now um, WCC World um, Con- Contracting and um, a, a, you know, uh, Association. And Catherine Kawamoto had been a big fan of ours. And she introduced me to Jackie Archer. And we were actually sitting in a bar in Edinburgh. <laughs> and we, um, on the back of a napkin, said, well, what would be the contractual elements? And I had seen lots of contracts. Catherine had seen lots of contracts. So had Jackie. And we just began to think about these rules and where, you know, how would you write a contract? And, and literally, I was, um, we framed out something on the back of a napkin. And then in the conference, um, I began to noodle on that and move things around. And then during the breaks, I'd come back to Catherine and Jackie and say, well, you know, what do you think about this? Um, because in my head, I was mapping out the way people traditionally think about contracts and then remapping those to the five rules. And then we began to say, well, I think we, you know, I'd love to get, you, you know, um, Jeanette, you and I had collaborated and, and knew each other in a, on a personal level. And I had suggested, you know, why don't we wrap you into that? And that's kind of how it is. The four of us came together to take these rules and elements and, and take the vested theory down a notch into the manual. Yeah, that was a fun time. Um, very exciting thinking about the ways in which the manual would really be the step-by-step process to help businesses implement vested thinking. People were really on board. Yeah, we need to have a collaborative relationship. We need to have a partnership, but they didn't have those step-by-step tools. What's been the biggest impact of the vested outsourcing manual? 
Well, I think it just um, allows people to see tactically how you put these these um, rules into practice. You know, Dell uh, Dell in one of the videos they've done for Supply Chain Brain Magazine on their vested relationship with with FedEx. You say he says the the rules. of tactical uh, you know examples so it, it does put those rules into you know breaks them into 10 contractual elements each one of those elements is then broken down into design principles so it helps people put the theory into practice so one of the things that i remember most about the manual is writing the governance sections of the book and really trying to come up with concrete examples of what we understood, the four of us, to be very, very good governance. Can you talk a little bit about the manual's impact on governing these complex partnerships? We always like to say rule one through four is to get to a deal and rule five is how you manage and sustain that deal. The governance is a very important component and a lot of times um, organizations governance and the relational stuff is actually held outside of the contract. So people, the, the rules of how people work in their contract aren't embracing the relational components. And so we pull those in in a more formal way and really bring in just you know, best practices and governance and write those down and say, hey, when you're writing your contract, here's some design principles that you can use to keep your relationship sustainable, especially in times like now, COVID, right? So business happens. Um, you have to use your governance structure to go back and, and reevaluate and keep your deal in continual alignment of interest. You know, it's fascinating because what prompted me originally to reach out to you to do this podcast is I'm reviewing requests for information for one of my uh, clients that I'm consulting with. And in some of these uh, responses to the request for information, we've asked them, well, how would you set up a project management office? What governance structure would you want um, essentially in an outsourcing Uh, the structure of vested, but without the suppliers calling it vested. And it really struck me um, in a way that it hadn't in years past, where I'd struggled to get really good governance provisions into agreements, that these companies were saying at this level of work between the service provider and the buying organization, we as the service provider recommend this type of governance, and it was the vested model of, of governance, even if they use slightly different words, I immediately was able to recognize it. I think that for me, the joy of you know going from a place where I was struggling to really understand how to uh, develop the governance chapters, how much we were looking for really good examples of governance, and 10 years later, here we are, and service providers are giving me as a reviewing consultant in their requests for information, governance structures that are what we propose and, and what we would like all of these companies to propose. So that's been 
a really an amazing journey for me over the last 10 years. Have you seen something similar where there's just this uh, greater adoption of the vested principles in a way that this wasn't present 10, 12 years ago when you started the journey? Well, yeah. So, you know, vested is a system. So there's five rules. And so insight versus oversight governance is good governance and good relationships. So that that aspect, um, you know, absolutely, you've seen huge traction. A lot of the major consulting firms have done a lot of work on the area of governance and, and building out their practices. I know a couple of uh, the major firms have entire governance practices. I've done um, some really good work with APQC um, on supplier relationship management and governance in that area. So the, that rule five, I think, has really taken off in the last 10 years. What makes vested really different, I think, than just having a good governance is that it is an outcome-based economic model. So vested is, is two things. It's a formal relational contract and it's outcome-based economic model. And so I've always said any, any more strategic relationship can benefit from rule five, right? Insight versus oversight governance, putting in some of those known best practices. They're, they're not rocket science. When you read them, you're like, of course we should be doing this, right? The hard part I think about vested is getting the economic model and, and following all five rules as a system. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I had, um, uh, a gentleman uh, in, uh, that became a big fan, a certified deal architect um, from our program. And he said he went back to his organization and was trying to teach others in his organization why vested works so well and he was explaining the rules to them and people want to cheat on the rules and and he says well you yeah. can't really do that vested is a system right so it, you have to have in order to get the magic to happen you know the the results like we show in rocky flats um and the i-35 bridge right they had these amazing results as we profile in the book, Vested, how P&G, McDonald's, and Microsoft are redefining winning in business relationships, those amazing results come because they follow all five rules. And But anyone yeah, can benefit from rule five, which is the governance components. Um, and so I'm really excited to see that that's becoming, you know, I won't say standard practice, um, but when you, you know, you type in, if you were going to look at, at, at governance, you know, um, 10 years ago, you didn't see very much of it. And now it's in nomenclature. People are talking about supplier relationship management and putting in governance into these relationships. So I'm really glad to see that that rule's been gotten so much traction. And where we're seeing, which is quite interesting, is yes, people have been, you know, kind of putting rule five into contracts more and more. But as they've had success with that or they go, mm, that's great, but I'm still held back, they're now starting to come back and really embrace vested as a whole system, right? So by dipping mm, your- That's fantastic. Five, you know, we, we, have, we have literally companies that have been toying with the idea of vested for five, six years, and they're going, you know what, I'm coming up this contract. around it mm -hmm. and now I'm going to jump all in and just create a a full vested relationship and, and and create this you know we teach a formal relational contract with outcome-based economics 
And the harder part really is the outcome-based economic model. Um, that's, that's, that's super hard. Fairly easy to apply some of the, the governance components. And so if you can dip your toe yeah, in, agree. You know, so if you can dip your toe in, then you can, you know, get more comfortable that these kinds of things that we teach really do work. Um, and when you're ready, then, then kind of jump off the cliff and, and go all in, be vested, right? So be vested with your, with your partner. So that's a great segue into my next question, which is um, how can the vested outsourcing manual support collaboration? I mean, we're in COVID right now. This is um, to give listeners a, uh, an idea. This is December of 2020. So we're in the thick of it. How have you seen vested support your clients? Yeah, I mean, we've done so much in the last 10 years. Um, and so the manual, it was our second book. Uh, it was uh, published in 2011. If I recall, it could have been 2012, but I'm pretty sure it was 2011. And so it really is kind of the textbook for how to do these types of deals. Um, and so I, I think, you know, since then, for example, we offer 10, the university offers 10 courses in our Certified to Architect program. When we first started, we had one class. We had one on-site three-day class that was called um, um, Vested Outsourcing. You know, so it was a three-day exec ed class. Everyone came to Knoxville if they wanted to learn. Now we have 10 courses, um, eight of which are online, um, um, two uh, of which are virtual. And so they can be, be virtual. And so two of those classes that we just launched in the last uh, year, one of them is called Getting Ready getting ready. And so before you go and start down a vested path, make sure that you're ready. Um, do you have the right stakeholders on board? You know, this is a, 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 we teach a formal relational contract. Many attorneys haven't been exposed to relational contracts mm -hmm. um, outside of reading, you know, a Stuart McCauley or an Ian, Ian McNeil article. I know um, a really exciting, I, I heard the University of Chicago just introduced, uh, actually took our Harvard Business Review article um, that we had um, out this uh, past year and began to teach that Columbia University. I just heard from, a, um, I got a really wonderful note from a, a student in Columbia Law School. And she said her professor was now teaching, you know, the Harvard Business Review article and introducing the concepts um, of relational contracting and what we teach. And so many people are not familiar with that. So I would say slow down, go slow to go fast. And so we have an orientation class. Come learn about what vested is before you start using the manual. The manual really is the textbook. And then complementary to that is a course called Creating a Vested Agreement, um, where the teams, deal teams, actually step through the methodology, one rule, one element at a time. And so take advantage of our free classes, the getting ready class, the orientation class. Um, you know, we have a course called um, um, Is Vested Right for Your Situation? Vested is not right for everyone. You know, P I like that PNG has 80,000 suppliers. They can't all be strategic. You know, some of them need to be commodities and very, you know, very much use the market, right? We, we may not even have a co contract. We may just have a simple PO. So not all deals should apply the vested approach. And so slow down, learn what vested is, learn if it's right for you, right? Take our is vested right for you class, learn if you're ready. Don't jump in if you're not ready. Then and only then you're ready to 
you know, um, begin to actually do a deal. Early on, actually, we saw many companies, not many, but a few companies, you know, say, best, it sounds really cool. Let's go do it. And they weren't ready. And, you know, you kind of take one step forward and two step back. And, and we're really teaching people slow down, understand what you're trying to do, and then make sure it's right for you before you move in. That's fantastic. And it's fantastic to hear other universities besides the University of Tennessee um, be willing to teach these concepts in the traditional university and law school setting. That's that's marvelous. What is the next step for the vested series of, of thought leadership? What's, what are you working on now as this uh, podcast is released in January of 2021? Well, that's a great question and actually very timely because our seventh book is actually going to be coming out and it's called Contracting in the New Economy. And it really is aimed at attorneys and commercial managers who um, are challenging them that the fact that these formal relational contracts are real, they work, why they work, how they work. And so it, you know, that's been probably one of our biggest barriers is business people get excited about the potential of recreating these new kinds of relationships. And a lot of the attorneys um, go, well, that's not my standard terms and conditions. That's not my standard contract form. And so they, the business people really run up and, and butt up against um, the, 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 the attorneys. And it's not, you know, there, there's good reason why the attorneys are are hesitant. We teach shared risk, shared reward, right? And, and many organizations, especially outside counsel, their job is to protect their company. Why would, would they want to share risk, share reward? They should be shifting the risks, right? Well, in COVID, that's what's got a lot of companies in problems because they shifted the risk and their suppliers, you know, can't bear some of that risk. And it's creating a lot of right. friction. And, and actually, that was our second Harvard Business Review article that came out um, uh, later uh, this fall. So well after COVID hit, they asked us to come back and show how what we teach helps people through times of adversity, helps people work through COVID better. And we share two examples of organizations who... through COVID in a very healthy way, instead of finger pointing, wow, you know, business just, as I like to say, it snowed on Mount Everest. What are we going to do about it? Right? You've got the the buyers, the the climber and the suppliers of Serpa. So you're in it together when it snows on Mount Everest and your business throws you a COVID. How are you going to get out of it in a shared risk, shared reward way? Instead of going, well, force majeure, you know, well, that's not my scope. You have to charge me. I have to charge you extra. You get in the scope creep hell. Um, And so our, you know, the really the next challenge for us is to tap into those law schools and to create the textbook for the law schools. And I don't know if the contracting in the new economy uh, book will do that. It's actually written with um, three attorneys. So I'm the only non-attorney on on the the. You know, I, I'm just the business professor, uh, but it, it really is. And, you know, what's super cool about it is actually in, in Oliver Hart wrote the forward. So Oliver Hart is a Nobel Prize winning economist. Um, theories that we teach aren't just nice theories. They really, really work. 
And the manual was the first, you know, wasn't the first step, but it was the second step on our 10 year journey to, to begin to unpack these theories and put them into practice. And every time we come out with more work, we, you know, this will be our seventh book. We go one level further, right? And so mm-hmm. we keep getting deeper and deeper, you know, to, you know, um, strategic sourcing in the new economy and, and our free online class um, is vested right for you is targeted to procurement people. Don't do vested if it's not right for you, right? Um, and so each time we come out with more work, it's like layering the onion. So tell us the name of the Harvard article that you mentioned and where folks can find it. So just go to hbr.org. So hbr.org and just um, Google uh, the name of the article is called A New Approach to Contracts, How to Build Better Long-Term Strategic uh, uh, Partnerships. And um, just Google my last name. So Vitasic. So Vitasic, Google my last name. Um, HBR, you'll find both articles, HBR articles on hbr.org. If you don't have a subscription, people are allowed to download one or two articles um, a month. Um, And so you you can access it if you have been within your limit, or if you've got a subscription, you can download the PDF, um, which was actually in the print magazine. So if if you've got a subscription, yeah, you can do that. So it's a great article. And and what we're trying to do is just really approach more from a legal perspective. These these business practices that we teach are perfectly legal. Why aren't we putting them in our contracts? That's a great question. And as a member of the tribe, I can probably go on for an hour about why the lawyers are not putting those, um, you know, those terms in. I will say that that being on the inside, it is a bit of a heavy lift to get legal departments to change their thinking on terms, um, but it works when you have someone who's knowledgeable about vested and knowledgeable about contracting, you can make that change. I've made the change in my organizations that consult with me, and I'm sure that many other lawyers um, who are as vested in vested as I am will also be able to make the change in their organizations as well. So, Kate, I want to thank you very much for your time. I love the fact that there have been seven books and that I was you know, so privileged to be a part of the Vested Outsourcing Manual and that you reached out to me when you did. Where can people find more information about Vested in general? So pretty simple, vestedway.com, vestedway.com. The university has a dedicated website to all of our research. We have a wonderful research library. All of our white papers, all of our case studies are open source. They're in the Creative Commons. You can download them. You can share them. Um, And so uh, we just ask for attribution and our courses. And we've got 10 courses now in our Certified Deal Architect program. Three are free, um, eight are online. So there's no reason why anyone in the world can't begin to learn more about this concept with so much of the work being in, you know, open source and and out there. Um, And and do, you know, the one thing I want to say is do go slow to go fast. Make sure it's the right model for you. Make sure that you're ready. Um, And then when you're ready, jump in with, with, you know, with, with all, you know, all, you know, full feet forward because it really does work. And the case studies that we have prove that. 
That's fantastic. Well, thank you again for your time. I wish you much, much success. I'm sure that there's another seven books that are um, in in the waiting on the sidelines that are dying to come out and get birthed through you and, and other collaborators. So much, much success to you. And I look forward to the next couple of years to see what Vested uh, produces. Well, thanks a lot.